Well, hello everyone. I'm your host, Chase Henderson, and this is the Arrows of Life podcast. Well, before we begin this podcast, let's begin with a word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this day. Lord, thank you for letting me uh, once more uh, do this podcast, and Lord, thank you for letting me get it out each week. And Lord, just help me to be able to keep doing that. Lord, please just uh, help the listeners as they listen, Lord. Please just help it to be a blessing to them. Lord, help it to be a blessing to me. And Lord, it, it has been a blessing to me. And Lord, just please be with the listeners um, as they have any prayer requests, Lord, that's on their mind, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, as you listen, we're going to be in Joel chapter 2. Joel chapter 2, and we're going to be talking about a merciful God. That's my message tonight. A merciful God. Um, but if you have your Bibles there, uh, I would like for you to turn to Joel chapter 2. And we're going to be reading verses 21 through 28, and then we'll go skip down to 32. And this says in verse 21, Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. Be not afraid, ye beasts of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness do spring. Forth the tree beareth her fruit. The fig tree and the vine do yield their strength. Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. For he hath given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause you to come down for you the rain, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. And the floor shall be full of wheat, and the fat shall overflow with wine and oil. And I will restore to you the years that the locust hath eaten, the cankerworm and the caterpillar, and the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. And ye shall eat in plenty and be satisfied, and praise the name of the Lord your God, that he that hath dwelt wondrously with you, and my people shall never be ashamed. And ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, and that I am the Lord your God, and none else and my people shall never be ashamed. And it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, your young your young men shall see visions. Then we're going to go to uh, verse 32, and it says, And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance, as the Lord has said, and in the raiment, whom the Lord shall call. We're going to be talking about a merciful God, because in these verses you see at the end that he is a merciful God. You see, um, well, you see that God... God always has a man or a prophet to instruct us. God always, God always uh, gives us mercy. Um, he gives us mercy from the man of prof- uh, the man of God, the, the prophet, um, and He helps us that way. He helps us keep keeps us in line. Uh, the man of God, our pastor, or the prophet in the olden days, um, helped us keep, helped us. To, to stay in line and the the man the man of God the prophet uh, was there to warn his people w- when they turned away from God your pastor today helps you uh, stay on the right road he warns you say hey don't go that way come back this way he warns you and helps you when you turn away from God and here in the book of Joel, we see the three things that God told his people through a prophet. 
And these three things come because there was sin inside the camp. Uh, there was sin inside the camp. And just like God always does, He wants to restore His people back to Himself. Listeners, as you listen, there might be some sin in your heart. There might be some sin in your life. And this might be for you. And I hope it convicts you. Because it convicted me. It has convicted me. And he, he, wants you to rest- he, he wants you to be restored back to Him. And as you listen, just listen with the... Uh, listen well. But the first thing we see is God's warning. In chapter 1, we see the plague of insects and the desolation of the land. You know there's always consequences for sin. And when we ignore God, you can bet there's going to be some chastening. In that chapter 1, we see the plagues of insects and desolation. Friend, listeners, do you see some of those insects or desolation in your life? Do you see that sin eating away at you, bringing these desolations and the insects in your life. Though God punishes, He also wants people to repent and turn back to Him. When you sin, there is going to be chastening from God. There's going to be some convicting from God, like I said. And though He punishes, He wants you to, he wants you to turn back to Him. He punishes you so you can turn back to him because if you did not if you if you do not have the Lord in your life then your life's going to be a mess. In 2 Peter 3:9 it says the Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness but is long suffering to usward not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. The people in Judah were sinning non-stop. So for that God had to punish them. He punished them by sending locusts that destroyed all their crops. And God also, he sent a drought and bugs and things to burn up the pastures for the animals. You could, pretty, you could say things were getting pretty bad. And friend, let me, let me ask you, is there some drought in your life? Are you not seeing the blessings of God? Are you not seeing God's hand over you? If you don't see his hand over you, then you, you're, you're living in sin. And you know, sometimes we're just, we're just hard-headed enough to let it get to that way. And let it get to that point before we humble ourselves, repent, and give it to, give it to God. Don't let it get to the point where God has to destroy something in your life. Don't let it get to the point where there's going to be some drought in your life, some locusts, some insects. We need, to, we need to humble ourselves. We need to repent and give it to God. Also, Joel, Joel warned the sinner that a far worse day was going to come. And that is the day of God's judgment upon all the people on this earth. And those droughts, those gnats, uh, those locusts, they're going to seem like Nats to compare to this punishment. The drought's gonna seem like a desert to the to the to this punishment. This is just an extra note. 
Um, I am thankful for God's warnings. It is so much better than immediate judgment we deserve. Friend, I am so thankful to have this Word of God in my hand. Because if I did not have this Word of God in my hand, then I, I, I would not have the warnings of what these people have been through. I would not see these warnings. I would haven't seen these warnings in my life. And I am so glad that God has given this Word of God to us so we could have the warnings of life. Because the, these warnings are so much better than the immediate judgment we deserve. Secondly, we see the choice. In Bible times, when, they, when the Israelites wanted to repent of their sins and ask for God's forgiveness, they would rip their garments to pieces and cover themselves in ashes. Today, we don't need to rip or tear up our clothes, but we do need to let the Lord have His way in our hearts and commit to Him our intent of serving and obeying His will for our lives. Now, I will tell you, after you make those commitments, after you start serving the Lord and, and saying, Lord, I want to serve you, or Lord, you have my life, the devil will put you back on his radar. Friend, let me tell you, you can't escape the devil. But you can fight the devil with the Lord. You can't fight him on your own, but you can fight him with the Lord. You can fight him with the Lord's strength. You're gonna, you, you can expect some temptations and trials to begin, to begin in your life again. Because the devil does not want anything to do with God. The devil wants to destroy your heart if you're living for God. And friend, you just need to pray and ask God for help. Because he will give you the help and he will give you the strength. One thing that we always have is a choice. We can choose to take the narrow way or the broad way. We can take that broad way that leads right to hell. We can take it that leads right to sin, right to the devil. Or we could take that narrow way. We could take the narrow way of life. And that narrow way is not going to be easy, friend. I'll just tell you that right now. There's going to be some bumps and some, some curves in, the, in that life, in that way. I thought of an illustration, or, and it, I don't know if anybody, y'all know, but the Chattahoochee, um, we go, uh, some people go white rod rafting there. It's all bumpy, you know, it's all wavy. You could either take that, that way, or you could take the, the broad way, and that's on the river walk. You could take the easy way where all the people walk, or you could take the way where it's a little scary, but it's where the Lord wants you. Because the Christian life is not easy. You're going to have people laugh at you. You're going to have people throw things at you. You're going to have those bumps in your life. But friend, let me tell you, there's, there's going to be a day coming that is going to be a good day for you as a Christian, but a bad day for the person that is living in sin in this world. It's going to be a bad day. They're going to be going down the broad way and keeping their sins. They're going to have a bag of their sins on their back and keeping going right to hell. <laughs> but as soon as that day comes, 
you'll go straight to heaven. You, you already dropped your sins. You've already dropped your burdens because you've given it to the Lord and you have asked for forgiveness. All you got to do is take that narrow way. All you got to do is take the Lord's way and be used by Him and do what He wants you to do in your life. Matthew 7, 13, 14 says, I should have said this before, but it says, Enter ye and at the straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that le- broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which there which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth into life, and few there be that find it. Saying right there, Enter ye in the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way. That way right there might be a wide gate. It might be a broad way where everybody's going and you just want to follow after them. But friend, let me tell you, it leads to destruction. It says it in the Word of God. It says, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. But it says right here, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. If you take that narrow, narrow way, it leads to life. It leads to eternal life. But friend, it says right here, few there be that find it. And friend, listeners, Christians, we need to tell as many, pe- as many people we can because few there be that find it. Few people will find it. If we are not giving out the gospel, then we're not doing the life that the Lord wants us to do. The important thing to remember about these choices we make, these choices, the, the, the narrow way, the broad way, they're ours to make. Our mom or dad or our pastor cannot choose this way for us. They can't choose that calling for us. The Lord caused you. The Lord caused you to repent of your sins. And and He wants you to take that narrow way, not the broad way. But it's your choice, friend. It's your choice. We have to choose to repent and ask for forgiveness. And that is what Joel gave the people. And that's what your parents are giving you. That's what your pastor has given you. He's given you that chance, that choice to make. And if you don't make it, broad is the way of destruction. Joel 2.13 says, And render and rend your hearts and not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God. For he is a gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. And repenteth him of the evil. It says right there, rend your heart and not your garments. Rend your heart to the Lord and not your garments. Real quick, let me share a story with you. Um, it's about my Meemaw. My Meemaw, she did not grow up in a Christian home. She grew up in an alcoholic home. Or they, they all drank. Family drank. 
And one day they moved to a different school and when she was in ninth grade or so. And she met these friends. She met these two friends, and they're, they're, they're friends actually uh, here today as we speak. And they wanted to spend a night together. So they spent a night together at, at the friend's house. And those friends went to church. Thank the Lord for that. Hey, those people went to church. You know who else went to church? My Mimo went to church that night. And she got saved. She kept going back to church. She kept going back to church because she wanted more of it. She didn't want to live like her parents did. She kept going. She wanted more of it. And friend, let me tell you, she made that choice that night. She made that choice to get saved and repent of her sins and give it to God and go that narrow way. It wasn't going to be easy for her. There was going to be bumps in her life because she had parents that were alcoholics. Soon, her brother was an alcoholic, died as an alcoholic. Friend, let me tell you, it's not going to be easy living the Christian life. And it wasn't easy for my grandmother that day. But friend, let me tell you, she made the choice to go that narrow way. And the Lord has blessed her upon blessings. And she made that choice to go the right way. Finally, number three is the promise. Jaw also described the promise of God's mercy to his people. God promised to restore all their crops and all the things that were hurt by the fire. For let me tell you, you might, you might make that right choice. You, make, you, you might make the narrow, the, 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 you might go that narrow way. And friend, let me tell you, the Lord will give you that promise. He will restore the things in your life that have been burnt down. He will restore those friends that have mocked your name, mocked the Lord's name, cursed at you, made fun of you. He will give you more friends than you had before. But there will be better ones. There will be godly ones. They will be living in right. They will be reading their Bible. They will be helping you out. They will sharpening you. Because that's what a friend's supposed to do. If a friend is talking behind your back and putting you down... And that's not a friend. A friend needs to sharpen you and help you in every situation. Say, hey, we don't need to do that. Don't do that. Also, God also poured out, promised to pour out his spirit on his people. And also promised to save everyone who calls upon his name. In Joel 2, 32, it says, And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call in the name of the Lord shall be delivered. Also in Romans 10, 13, it says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Just as there is a promise for mercy, there is also a promise of judgment. God will punish punish anyone who chooses not to call on his name. And Joel assured the, the people that through repentance they would again receive the blessings of God. Like the children of Israel did here in the book of Joel, they chose wisely, they chose repentance, and chose the Lord Jesus Christ. Listeners, today we need to choose wisely. 
We need to choose the wisdom. We need to ask God for wisdom. We need to choose repentance. And, Lord, uh, and now we need to choose the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this day. Lord, thank you for the warnings in our life. Thank you for this word of God that gives us the warnings, Lord. And Lord, just thank you for the choice. Lord, thank you for the choice you've given us. Lord, thank you for dying on the cross for our sins. And Lord, please just help us to make that right choice. Lord, help us to obey you in every situation we do. Lord, please just help us to know that you are promising what you promised, Lord. Thank you for the promises of your word. And Lord, just I hope this was a blessing to the listeners. And Lord, just help them uh, this week, next week, Lord, please just help them to see the warnings in life. Lord, help them to get the warnings. Lord, help them to make the right choice. And Lord, help them to see the promises. And Lord, I love you. In Jesus' name, amen.